Hey everybody and welcome back to episode 15 of the Cannabis Quest podcast. I'm so excited to be able to bring another episode back to you guys very quickly and enable us to continue this dialogue of learning about cannabis in this really ever-changing um, landscape right now we find ourselves in in 2020. So um, let's get it started here. Woo-hoo. Space Cadet Lovejoy, I feel like yes. you have a good intro and a really good passion about what we're talking today. So today, as mentioned in our previous episode, we are talking about other cannabinoids. Anything outside of THC and CBD. We have a basic idea of what those two cannabinoids already do. And to kind of give you a little refresher, your THC is your psychoactive, very relaxing, and it gets you euphoric, and well, this one's the one that gets you high. And then CBD is your non-psychoactive, anti-inflammatory type cannabinoid, and is hardly psychoactive in any way and is actually your quote-unquote legal cannabinoid and it's extremely popular from you know little babies to big old grandmas and so that's the little overview of what those two are but we're gonna get into all the others like cbn cbg cbc so let's get going what cannabinoid do you want to learn most about today, Space Cadet Hunter? CBN is, I think, my favorite <laughs> cannabinoid right now. Um, I feel like it's the most uh, universal across the board in terms of being able to help people. I know uh, prior working in the cannabis industry, a lot of people come in, um, whether old or young or somewhere in between, and they're just trying to sleep. Sleep is the the body's natural way to repair itself and the mind. Mm-hmm. And if you can't sleep, it just expounds all of the problems you're having. So, yeah. whenever people were coming in and asking for help and whatnot, I tried to make an effort to find different strains and different products that purposefully included CBN in it. Now, um, what I know about CBN is it's mildly psychoactive it's roughly 10 percent of that psychoactivity compared to thc it's like very very mild you hardly notice it as far as the psychoactivity part goes but what cbn is is it's actually the oxidized version of thc and so what happens is you've left your weed we'll say in your car perhaps in this lovely arizona heat where please don't do that (laughs) where it oxidizes and gets all that thc out and then you're left with well first off your weed is decarbed at that point and you could probably eat it and maybe you'd get high but you you could still smoke it it just wouldn't be as as effective yeah so we would if you left it out cool down and you just like kind of left it for a couple days it would start oxidizing that thc into cbn so it's a really fun like little chemical reaction little thing i guess it's a physical reaction if we're going back into science class here a little bit (laughs) a little bit of both i i do like how you mentioned that that example though because there is very little um, CBN in a fresh plant 
And I remember distinctly having conversations with patients that would tell me that um, they actually will go back and smoke some flour that they like left out or have just been sitting around and they haven't hydrated it. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's gotten a little sunlight and they say that they love that way more. Um, Even if it doesn't get them as high, it's getting them as uh, getting them more sleep. And I feel like that's why a lot of patients or at least a group of patients are like, yeah, totally down with that a little bit older weed absolutely and it i mean there's nothing to say that it doesn't hurt or anything finding cbn in a dispensary is going to be a little bit more difficult you definitely have to just know what you're looking for and be mindful about what what the different products are it's likely that cannabis that has been hanging out on the shelf a little bit longer is likely to have more cbn showing up in the plant and that would probably be the easiest way to find your cbn but slowly but surely they're starting to breed your plants to have different cannabinoids in a larger percentage so the easiest way to find cbn is definitely your your old weed like it's been left out for a little while and it's had some time to oxidize what else do we got on the list here? Honestly, there are a lot. I'm trying to get some sort of rhyme or reason in the order I want to talk to them about. Like starting out with CBN, I feel like that's just super, super helpful. There are about 113 different known cannabinoids that are found in the plant. So, I mean, of course, we're not going to be able to cover them all. They are only just now starting to be researched um, and thoroughly dove into like a lot of scientists are still learning what cbd and thc do heck what it's going to take a little while for us to like really truly understand what all of these other ones do oh here's the one that i found was interesting a cbc was frequently found in tropical cannabis varieties so maybe like your maui waui or What's another good tropical strain? Like a Sunset Sherbert, maybe, or Pineapple Express. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And it's really well known to relieve pain, inflammation, and inhibit cell growth. So that, like Maui Wowie, every time I would see it too, I'm just bringing that to mind because I can remember the testing was never terribly high in THC. It, uh, and this makes a lot of sense because it's got so much other stuff, CBD and then specifically CBC um, found in these higher quantities is just lowering that THC percentage. But it just another great example of, hey, that doesn't matter. You're having a really beneficial time with this particular strain because it's got all this other goodness. Oh, and uh, Definitely. It's awesome. Um, and Recently, a study has shown that CBC, not to yep. say that it is totally going to kill your cancer, but that is inhibited tumor growth, which is some good news for those who are using your cannabis to aid your journey in surviving this terrible cancer that you may have. Um, CBC has also been shown to help uh, your brain cells be repaired. So they're Neuro, have, like neuroplasticity and stuff. Absolutely. So they are doing they're doing research on how it can help with Alzheimer's as well because it has that ability to help repair 
brain cells, which is really awesome because we do know that that's unfortunately part of the reason why people have Alzheimer's is their brain cells are just not uh, able to make the connections that they should be. Absolutely. And uh, having, it's very interesting being at the forefront of like research and in the time that we live in right now because we could possibly see a change from maybe like 20 years ago when people would get Alzheimer's and develop these symptoms and it was pretty much, we don't know what to do about it. And now we could see just, hey, we have something maybe not to completely cure it, but really, really assist and aid in... Or slow um, it down. or Slow it down, or, exactly. Or, or make it a little less painful to, to go through that. Absolutely. It, Jeff feel yeah but um, it's it's super helpful with pain and inflammation as as well um as i said it it slows inflammation and uh so that's that's also really important for those who ha- have pain uh cbc may be a really good way to use that cbc is uh, commonly found in cannabis and it is considered one of the major cannabinoids Again, it's just not as researched as much. Yeah. I'm trying to find out the best way to find CBC. It's not really clear on this website that I am looking at. I mean, there's got to be more testing to be able to even, like, select for CBC at the at the market level, right? Like, if you're going into the dispensary and trying to find something with CBC, if it's not, like, required to have it test for, it's almost like... You have to rely on knowing which brands or which companies really have that that scientific drive to deliver something specific like that. Absolutely, hundred and hundred, hundred and ten percent. It's it's going to be difficult to find these other cannabinoids, mostly because the research is not a hundred percent on it, and our testing isn't 100% required everywhere. I'm sure, like, in stricter states, kind of like, for example, California, I'm sure they have a list of all the cannabinoids and a list of the terpenes available as well. Unfortunately, here in Arizona, at least at this time, we don't have that requirement. It's supposed to be uh, required as of November to have this information available and it is slowly but surely we're having companies change their uh, change their methods in sharing what has CBD, what has THC, what percent does it have other cannabinoids and like what their, their terpene levels are so we're getting we're starting to get a little bit more testing because people, we they know that this requirement is coming up, so they're slowly rolling out, um, like their test version of their tests. I guess it sounds crazy, but they're like, is yeah, it readable? Uh, like, is it readable for the patient? Uh, I'm sure is part of what they want to do as well. Oh yeah, having being able to break it down into like layman's terms because it comes down to right now all the testing is is done privately. Um, and since if you don't have the uh, ability to read the scientific jargon, it can be confusing and overwhelming. Yeah, they don't all come in that really nice to uh, and easy to read sheet that just has the colored bar graphs of the different cannabinoids that has to be made by somebody. So a lot 
goes into even streamlining streamlining this so the information can be given to the the patient and the consumer. I find this interesting. This is a cannabinoid that actually is called THCV. Mm-hmm. Um, still a cannabinoid related, obviously, to THCA. THCA is the um, before the THC gets heated up or combusted or degraded by sunlight. So THCV is the is a minor cannabinoid found in only some strains of cannabis, mm-hmm. um, and it just has a different uh, it has a propyl three carbon group rather than a pentyl five carbon group. Whoopee! Um, <laughs> for I even I can't explain what that means. It just has a slightly different chem. chem it just has a slightly different chemical yeah. structure than your typical. It's just a, it's a different chemical structure. Exactly, that's the best way to put it. The slightly different effects includes a reduction in panic attacks, a suppression of appetite, and the promotion of bone growth. So it's a it's a, it's like a, a weird opposite twin cousin to THCA. Because uh, sometimes THCA can have induce panic in large quantities, especially to uh, consumers who aren't used to cannabis. And also, usually THCA, when smoked or uh, consumed, increases appetite. So it's really interesting to me how THCV and THCA like interact. Yeah, I, I have also read that there have been studies on using THCV as an anti-obesity drug and that it may help treat diabetes, which can be promising for those who may be struggling with weight gain or struggling with their diabetes. Because I, I, I have lots of family, unfortunately, with diabetes, and I, I see how terrible this disease is for them. And if there is that little bit of oh, this might be helpful, it can really uh, improve the day-to-day life. It's not going to, of course, cure it, but it's definitely going to, you know, bring those symptoms down just a bit so it's not as overwhelming. And for, like, a, for an example, if a child suffers from diabetes, it that definitely changes their whole world and how they have to walk through heck the cafeteria at school and it's definitely conscious of all their decisions that other people don't really have to think about exactly and um it may help just reduce the the need for you know it may help reduce the the sweating or the uh shaking that you can get when you're um having some diabetic symptoms so it may just help reduce those things, which is super. I mean, as we repeat over and over again, it really just comes down uh, to research, to really getting this out to the public and becoming more of a known thing. Uh, really just understanding how the cannabinoids work um, at a body level. I feel like it. Uh, we're taught... Uh, I remember in high school at least being taught like the lymphatic system and the endocrine yeah. system and all those receptors. I, it's my desire that people get taught about the, the endocannabinoid sister, system <laughs> sorry, and the CB1 and the CB2 receptors because basically how those absorb different cannabinoids just 
create a variety of different um, results. So Absolutely. not just the THC, but the CBD mixing around and even just small quantities. We can, I can just picture how I feel like they're researching this in Israel um, to throw back to that again. Um, different specific strains for people that help their ailment without even them having a psychoactive effect potentially. And the prospect of that is incredible to me. Absolutely. hundred percent. It looks like the, um, looking at THCV here, it helps, um, regulate your blood sugar, which can help with diabetes. So that's why it can be helpful. Not just, that's super specific. Not just helping out with symptoms. It's, it's, um, that's literally regulating your blood absolutely. sugar. Absolutely. And then that kind of goes to into your endocannabinoid system and how that is just wanting to get you to homeostasis and how that just wants you to get to the point where you don't have to think or get all up in arms. Like your body is 100% got its shit together. Like that's all your cannab- your endocannabinoid system wants to to have happen for you it's just there to help you shit that's all i want to have happen for me if you're having all these extra all these other cannabinoids from your cannabis plant here it looks like it has the ability to help grab onto those things that is like oh you you are having trouble regulating your blood sugar oh maybe i can help with that and that is just fabulous and um I think that's going to be very helpful for anybody, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we are just so used to seeing so many different um, patients come in in our our state for medical cannabis use, Um, but also there are benefits recreationally, 100%, for people to use this. Um, And I think moving forward, we want to promote... Um, just a medical mindset in a recreational use, um, especially if Arizona goes recreational in November, just mm-hmm. promoting the idea of, yes, I can, um, I also can benefit from cannabis, but let me be specific about what I'm trying to achieve and not just smoke for the sake of smoking, I think is the, um, just be intentional about it, I think is really what's important to remember. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think it's really important for like, sure, you want to like hang and hang with the homies and get high. But like, you know, keep in mind that this stuff is also like really good for you when you use it with the right intentions. So like if you uh, really have that like need to just like hang with the homies, as I say, you could also like just grab that that Maui Waui strain that also has that CBC uh, in it and that might also help you out with you know your it has antibiotic properties it has pain relieving properties anti-inflammatory properties so yeah so everybody's uh, medicated and happy and uplifted and still feeling good definitely. and you don't have to go into the dispensary and ask for the the strongest percentage because it's not going to give you the experience that really might be what's really beneficial to you. So, yeah. you know, that Maui Wowie man, 15%, you grab her and, and check it out. I really think that that's one of the things that people can really benefit from 
is not looking necessarily at the THC percent because there are, again, 113 other known cannabinoids in the plant. Oh, yeah. Because um, there, even like microdosing in the in certain quantities and having maybe enhanced terpenes or enhanced uh, cannabinoids just will have a, a really specific effect. So I just am finding it more and more important not to like over flood the system with THC because then it's just what what experience and what benefit are you getting and how are you separating it out? Absolutely. You want to be able to kind of get all your cannabinoids in you to be able to really get yourself truly elevated in the way that you may be looking for. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are just like, I, this, if it's not 30%, I don't feel it. Uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Are a lot of people out there that don't think the percent is important. But I had this old man come up to me months ago at the dispensary as a patient. And he looked at me and he says, I don't give a shit if that says 25% THC. That is never good enough for me. You know, that 17% down there, that's looking a lot better. It's uh, my weed back in back in the day was always better than this stuff today and then I thought to myself well yeah a lot of this stuff right now is being bred to have the most THC in it and not the other cannabinoids so of course you're missing out of course it's quote not as good it's way different it's a diff exactly so he's missing out on other cannabinoids that may help amplify the feeling of cannabis for him so it's definitely important to have kind of all of it thought about and not just, yeah, you're going to have your THC heads. But I think it's important to understand about all of the cannabinoids so you know why that 15% might actually be lit as hell. Yeah, you're um, the higher that THC percentage, the less everything else is going to be. And it's really going to make the experience different from, I mean, I consider... Uh, high THC experience is just way different. Uh, there's uh, honestly a more energetic feeling at that high THC level, but sometimes just not as not as relaxing, not as medicinal. So I'm sure you want to have like a low THC in the morning, maybe a high one at night, or a high CBN in the evening. You would probably want to avoid doing that during the day unless there's something really, really in that CBN that you're looking for because it's a sedative. It makes you sleepy. So it may be a good idea to like understand what's going on with your plant so you know when and where and how. The northern lights will make you feel better, but it also might make you sleepy. So you got to take that into consideration if you're trying to medicate for pain totally. and also trying to be a human being throughout the day. Yeah, we don't have really... A good segue into this one, but CBG is a really, really interesting cannabinoid. CBD and THC both start out as CBG, and what happens is so it's a it happens precursor. Yep, it happens during the 
growing cycle. So in order to get CBG, you have to like harvest at a specific point during the growing cycle. So there is a maximum amount of CBG and less of your THC and CB or your THCA and your CBDA as it's being converted. Um, so it's definitely something that uh, it's light is what gets that CBG to get into your CBD and CB- THC. Ooh, because it's a phytocannabinoid, uh-huh. probably. Look at us going. Pew, pew. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. freshman year chemistry coming in play. Coming in hat. But some of the medical benefits of CBG is that it is antifungal. It counteracts and prevents tumor formation. It also reduces inflammation greatly. Many people who have glaucoma or IBS find a lot of relief with cannabis that's high in CBG. So that may be something that you kind of look for. And that's interesting um, because for glaucoma specifically, um, aren't patients more guided to look for high THC amounts and less CBD? Well, this is CBG. So, yeah, so that really this shows the, the, pre- the big... Ha- this is the precursor to both of those cannabinoids. And what it is, it is showing a lot of neuroprotective benefits. And there's a lot of those endocannabinoid receptors within your eye structure. Um, That's so, so interesting how it's so related to THC then in this in this case. Yeah, so I'm sure it helps a lot with inflammation because um, that's a lot of what's going on with your glaucoma patients. There's a lot of pressure in your, oh, there's yeah. interocular pressure there and that's, that's no fun. And then, of course, with it being helpful for inflama- inflammation, of course, your I, um IBS patients are going to find a lot of relief there, which is going to be super and can be life-changing for some people. Oh, Jeff, feel inflammation up in the tummies, like stomach pain? Ain't no freaking joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch me with stomach pain, or catch me with uh, headache pain over stomach pain any day, I'd say, which is, is, is a tough one. Oh, I <laughs> absolutely understand that. The, um... There's also some, it looks like, anti-tumor um, growth action going on in CBG as well. It blocks the receptors that are responsible for cancer growth. So that is helpful in being able to fight cancer, which is cool. And so I'm sure there's a lot of inflammation as well going on. And there's probably a lot of pain associated so it may be a really good option for some pa- patients to have a high CBG content. And like I said, that one's going to be a little tough because you have to harvest it at a absolute specific point in the growing cycle. So, so sciencey, I like yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to have to find a grower that knows uh, when that prime time is and how they can get that going for you specifically and it's gonna be difficult because it kind of like I said light and heat is what 
changes that CBG into your CBD and THC. So it's you want to be able to kind of quickly get to your product, it sounds like. and Oh, absolutely. And I feel like this throws it back to just like the necessity of research and people caring because we worked in the biz and uh, we um, on our own tried to do as much research as possible so we can get more specific but really at least in Arizona in the cannabis business it's like oh right it's high in THC or it's high in CBD and a lot of it kind of the buck stops there and it's really up to us to demand more specifics and more research so we can really we can benefit ourselves purposefully medicate absolutely yeah exactly medicate with purpose yeah i i completely agree with you it's really important to have a general idea about other cannabinoids so you can help benefit yourself in a specific targeted way i think that a really good example of why other cannabinoids Um, or that entourage effect is so important. I have had a lot of patients complain to me that certain edibles worked better or didn't work as well than others. And then I'd be like... I love how they relayed that information to you in complaint form. (laughs) Um, Well, I know, I know. I meant that they complained that there were these edibles that... they just like didn't work and then they would tell me but that other one worked and when we like talked about them and pulled them out from the shelves and like really like looked at the ingredients or how they used their or added the THC the ones that worked quote-unquote better were made with RSO and the ones that worked quote-unquote worse we found that they were made with distillate and as we know from the last few episodes, we know that distillate is your concentrate of THC. Correct. And your RSO is a concentrate of like your whole plant. So it's not specifically... Oh, the RSO is a gift from the gods. Uh-huh. So it's going to have more CBD. It's going to have more CBG available. CBN may be available. CBC is going to be so in interesting. there. That's so interesting for me to consider as somebody who loves to dab because when I'm in that that pain, that smoking won't cut it, that dabbing won't even cut it, when I take enough RSO, it finally makes that however long amount of time of pain finally go away and I'm like, well, shoot, RSO to the rescue again. <laughs> I think it could be, as you're saying, like you're a big dabber, I'm a big dabber, uh, But I feel the highest and the most, like, the, I I feel the most benefit after smoking a joint, like a plain old regular schmegular joint. And I have no problem with that. And the, uh, the main reason a lot of people turn to concentrates is for convenience. And that's definitely something that I know you and I have done for ourselves, but having those other cannabinoids like you mentioned that RSO with that full entourage effect working is a lot more beneficial and actually cuts that pain that you're talking about exactly and I guess what I'm asking for now to the universe is uh, cannabinoid specifically cannabinoid infused uh, wax that would be fantastic please and thank you well in certain companies I know for a fact item nine 
will list other cannabinoids on their concentrates. Uh, True that. I don't have a package handy, but if I remember right, there was some mandarin cookies that was some CBGA at like one or two percent and then your THC was like you know 50 or 60 percent somewhere in there um so it's definitely an I it's a good idea to keep an eye out for what the company has put on their packaging and if you have the ability to examine the packaging before you make your purchase uh definitely take that opportunity um, even I know there's a lot of strict rules around that you can't touch certain things, but you can definitely ask the the bud tender nicely. Of course, use your manners um, <laughs> to to look at the packaging and just be like, oh, are there is there a list of cannabinoids are on there, or is there a list of ter- terpenes on there? Um, and they may be able to find it, and that might help you in your search for the things that you're looking for. Oh yeah, they'll they'll definitely guide you because they know what products they have and what specific uh, companies try to care about that more and um, to the extent of putting it on their packaging. So yeah, definitely nicely ask your bud tender. Totally. And as mentioned, yeah, item nine, I know for certain will have their cannabinoids list or their prominent cannabinoids and terpenes listed on the packaging. And I know... Venom has their website totally open with all of their testing for all of their concentrates. So you can easily oh, search um, uh, Venom extracts and find their testing for their products. And knowing what companies have their testing available or have their cannabinoid list and terpene list available is helpful to the consumer because then that allows you to really pinpoint and target what you're trying to use your cannabis for. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you nailed it right there. And having that available to consumers is the the end goal for us to then have have the knowledge in our hands and the ability to medicate. Um, ourselves in the way that empowers us. So I, I will always, always trust my butt tender and ask them for advice and direction. But it'd be so cool to be able to just that that weird uh, gap or that mystery of the cannabis industry kind of draw that curtain down just a wee bit so we can, you know, we can get what we need. Definitely. And I think that very well wraps up our episode, episode number 15. Good job, everybody. Thanks for listening. You made it through this episode. This was a long end. Yeah, yeah, we did pretty good with this one. We had quite a bit of information to go over. So uh, if you made it to the end of this podcast, you know, hell yeah. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you. You appreciate us. If you have the ability to rate or review us, We'd appreciate that so much. Uh, share us on any site with whether that be Spotify or iTunes or, you know, whatever. We definitely need a little bit of love. We'd super appreciate it. And I'm hoping that you feel the love as we were able to get two episodes out this month. And hopefully we'll be able to get a few more uh, going on a more regular basis because we miss you. Hey, Space Skidder Hunter, you got a weed tip for us? 
I think I might have a weed tip for us. I've, I've been standing up, pumping the pumping the the brain juices, trying to think of something good here. So, uh, thank you again for listening to episode fifteen. I like to consider that a small milestone of Cannabis Quest. Um, we're gonna keep giving you more to listen to and we appreciate those those listens that we see pop up on the map all across the US and across the globe I it it makes me tingly inside when I I know people uh, love cannabis as much as me and can listen to my voice for a period of time so I love all of you cannabis quest listeners that wraps it up here is weed tip number 15. It's not all about the THC. Honestly, it's not even just about the CBD. It gets so specific. There's CBN, CBG, CBC, and so much more. All right, guys. Later. Mwah.